How many people do you know who can sit in silence for an hour staring into space? I don't know that many, but I know myself, and I was just doing that. Don't worry, let's not make this episode depressing. <laughs> I'm not depressed. I'm, 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 I'm happy. I'm just going through a lot of, a lot of different emotions that I haven't, I haven't experienced before, you know? Like, it's weird, <laughs> to say the least. It's fucking weird, man. It's seven o'clock um, today. I think I titled the last, the last, uh, or I dated the last entry for yesterday. So I guess I'll date this one for for today. I'm, uh, dude. I just woke up and I, it's seven seven p.m. By the way, I um I I I couldn't. I tried sitting at my desk. I couldn't fucking. I, I couldn't, like, function. Um, so I figured maybe I was tired or something, so I rubbed one out and knocked out for a few hours. I couldn't get consistent sleep. Even last night, I could hardly get any consistent sleep because I decided... I just, I decided to make an attempt to... Uh, I mean, I think I mentioned. I decided to make an attempt to, like, get something of a full night's sleep. Or at least sleep from like midnight to like five or six. But as you know, I woke up in the middle of that shit and made a podcast and I couldn't fucking go back to sleep after that. But I tried to stay in bed, um, you know, hopefully, hoping sleep would catch me. And then, and then around 7 a.m., I dozed off for like 30 minutes and then I woke up and 30 minutes and then. You know, every five minutes I'd wake up and I'm tossing and fucking turning and I, I got, for whatever, I don't know. Um, so I couldn't sleep. And then when I finally got up, I made breakfast. I chatted with my grandma. I mustered up whatever to go sit at my desk for a moment. And then I couldn't fucking pay attention. So I just went back. I went back to my room. I was like, listen, how much shit do you have to do? I'm gonna have to pull it all nighter anyway. I'm gonna probably have to take an Uber to the airport instead of taking the train. Um, to so I have a bit of extra time, but like, I don't know, it just fucking everything. Um I have I have I have four things that I need to try to finish, and each of those things will probably take about three hours. And it's seven o'clock. So three times three is 12. So I won't have enough time to finish one of these four things, you know, um, because my flight's at 6.50 in the morning, 7 a.m. So I gotta be out of here by like five-ish, 5.30 maybe. I get, I get through security pretty quick. Actually, I don't know what time clear opens, the clear lane open so maybe I should get there a little bit earlier but <clears throat> but yeah I'm yeah I, I was trying to figure that out and I and yeah, I went to sleep I couldn't really sleep straight through I kept waking up I actually I fucking set my alarm for I set an alarm for like an hour nap an hour and a half nap and then every time I woke up I, I just couldn't muster up the energy to 
heal myself out of bed. So um, I don't think I don't think it's depression. I don't, I think I know what depression feels like, unless it'll take a different form, you know. But this is not how my depression manifests exactly because I think I'm just mentally and physically tired, but my emotional responses is pretty is pretty it, it it i have an emotional response and and there are positive emotions that i'm getting which is uh you know i i don't really it doesn't really occur when i'm actually depressed though so i don't know um so yeah i i, I don't know what am I thinking about? You're probably asking. I'm, of course, thinking about this girl. I'm thinking about this fucking work shit, which, mind you, is, like, around the corner. Like, if I finish up the three pending projects that I have right now, if I finish that up, then I only have two things. I have three things to come back to next week. By Wednesday morning, not Thursday morning. I was wrong. Um, so I've, I'll have three things to come back to next week and, and, uh, and that, and the only other thing I have, I have to set up, I've set up the next two test, test shoots because I want to do one outdoors, one indoors. Um, so four different models, three or four different models, two for the studio and one or two for outdoor. And I got to figure out, uh, makeup artists and all that. And I got to put together a budget that I don't fucking have and all this shit. Um, I mean, I have, I mean, I have a couple, I have like, I don't know, how much, do I, I have like 1500 coming in in the next, in the next week or so, so maybe I can, maybe I can do that, but I mean, I'm supposed to, I need to start saving or something, I need to hit up, I need to hit up Casa to see what, where the fuck, what, what they're doing, if they're doing anything at all, um, I need to get back to posting, but I can't, I don't have anything to post, because, because I'm waiting to finish up this uh, project that I shot last, well, last week, or over a week, you know, last week, um, last Wednesday with Ananya. I gotta, I gotta finish that shit up, so that I can post from that because it goes with the with my feed, and then I can, and then I'm home free with for the rest of it. But I gotta make fucking reels and TikToks and. And it's like shit. I need to think one thing at a time. I'm, 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 uh, I'm. I think I'm losing myself in every corner of what I, what I'm trying to do or what I have to do, especially since I'm so late on other projects. Uh, I had someone hit me up. <laughs> so it's um, it's uh, it's interesting. I, I just had, I, I had a bunch of fucking DMs overnight for whatever reason. But I, I had some uh, someone who I shot with back in 2018. It must have been when I first started at the Nine Studios. I first started my membership, and I didn't have any clients, <laughs> so it was a fucking stupid idea. But um, what I would do because I had ten hours back then, I would, I would get ten hours a month, not five. But what I would do is um, at the end of the month, it was whatever leftover hours I had which was usually like seven or eight hours, I would like book out the whole day and just in, like put out a story and invite anyone to come. Very few people, very, very few people came to those things. Um, because 
first of all, because it was last minute and I didn't have a big following anyway. Second of all, is like, you know, who, like, I wasn't that good a fucking photographer to really entice anyone to want to come out to that thing. Third of all, it's like, not like I had a team or anything. And fourth of all, I should have fucking planned the thing out the way I am now. But obviously, back then, I wasn't nearly as good, so I probably wouldn't have been able to source models in that way. Um, I don't know. But uh, I, I tried to make it last a minute so that no one could really predict it. That way, that way, no one would really, like, wait for... Like, you know, once you show a discount or, a, or oh, today I'm doing shit for free or for cheap or whatever, it's like everyone just waits for that moment for you to be able to do so. Um, if they can't make it to this one, they're like, I'll make it to the next one, so I don't have to pay for photos or anything. So I, at the time, I think I was trying to like, you know, do it only very last minute without announcing it so that people wouldn't wait for the next thing. But I guess the fucking thing, you know, no, and anyone who was going to come to that thing anyway, probably wasn't going to pay for it otherwise, uh, any other way, you know, like wasn't going to pay for it at all. So I don't know, but I, but I had this, um, yeah, but I shot with this, this guy, like, back then and the photos came out pretty good for at the time there were like some of my favorite photos at the time i don't really like them that much anymore i mean like they're passable ish for me now but um hit me up like uh because i must have promised him another shoot all those years ago and he hit me up like hey i have a halloween costume can we can we go shoot that and i'm like oh fuck how do i tell him no because i because i i can't I don't have the time, and I charge more now, and I don't want to give, like, you know, my old rates to whatever. I don't know. Like, when am I going to find the time between now and Halloween to shoot and edit photos for him? If he's not paying me for it, right? Like, even at my base rate of 600, where, what the fuck? What am I going to do there, you know? So... I've been wondering if I, I've been wondering if I should have a different shoot budget for indoor versus outdoor, but I don't think I'm gonna, I don't think I'm gonna do that. I think that just entices more people to do more studio shoots, which are more lucrative anyway, because it's gonna take they take longer to process because you have to basically have to throw it into Photoshop um, to make it any. I mean, you have to do it for outdoors any as well, but I don't know. Um, I don't have to take. I wasn't going to try to take my laptop with me, but it seems like I might have to take these fucking photos um, that I shot with Ananya to Georgia so I can finish those up. Because I don't want it to be... Like, I want to deliver it before two weeks... Like, two weeks later for a test shoot, like, models start thinking... And agencies start thinking, oh, this guy's not going to fucking deliver shit, so... Um... And I, and I don't want that to happen. It took me, like, three three weeks to to deliver yeah it took me about three weeks to deliver the photos from uh the no it could have taken that long because i hit because i waited a week before i hit up crawford again in between so it so i guess i guess two weeks to deliver the photos from um from the shoot we did end of uh, end of August, I think. It took a while. It did take a while. Um, so, 
another thing is like I'm working on my website and I'm thinking about that shit because there are certain things that I want to do in it that I don't exactly know how to do. The other thing is like I'm uh, another thing I don't want to do is I don't want to have to fucking re-export a bunch of these photos because the Squarespace limit is 20 megabyte files. And a lot of these files, especially from a couple of the shoots that I did where I rented a Z7, which is a, like, camera with double the megapixel count, like it's a 45 megapixel camera, so the files are a lot bigger. Um, and even the exports, I mean, like, are a lot bigger because they're 45 megapixel exports, like full res. I, I should have, I think from now what I need to do, like, going forward is make an export, um, make a full res export, and that'll be for, you know, anything that may need a full res export. And then I'll make an export for web. Um, that's like half size. <sighs> or like capped at like 10 megabytes a, a file or something. Um, you know, and I got to figure out how to preserve like the detail. But it's weird because like I started working on uh, the print module or the, you know, selling print module of my website. And I was, and I had some photos, like those photos that I took of the Flatiron building that I fucking loved like a few years ago. Um, those files were proper size. I actually went back in, I took those files and brought them in, back into Photoshop to clean them up a bit. Since I've, I, before, like at that time, I never really used Photoshop like that. But I think I, I, I made it, I, I improved them a little bit. But, um, but yeah, I, I think, I think, like, I might just have to go back with a bunch of the photos that I'm going to pick as my statement pieces for my website. I think I'm going to have to, like, bring them all into Photoshop. Because, I mean, not all of them, but some of them, uh, the ones that I couldn't upload, the ones that are over the 20 megabyte limit. Um, and the, the ones that, it sucks, like, sometimes I'll be clicking through a set of photos and like two of the, like the two top two or three choices for for my main for like this for like uh, the number one photo that I use for the gallery or whatever would are like over oversized so I don't know but I'll figure that out um what else what the fuck's on my mind man everything it's, it's everything i got the universe on it i i do this thing and i know and i know those of you listening to this dumb shit you i know you've noticed it i tend to actually i probably called myself out on this before i'm sure i have i tend to like like i still have an ego problem i haven't fully detached myself uh, like i haven't really detached my identity from my from my sense of self yet or like, or detached the world from, from, from myself, if that makes sense. Like I haven't, because I'm, the thing I do a, a lot is, and this is just from growing up, right? And it's still here, it still lasts. And as much as I like to think I'm this fucking enlightened individual, which I don't really like to think, but sometimes that thought creeps into my head and I'm like, you're, you're not shut up you know but um like I always take I always run I run the world through my own the filter of the filter of Kimani Callus. like I run I run 
everything through my own filter, right? And that's fair to say for everyone. I think basically everyone except the most enlightened individuals don't, they, they all do so, like we all. But I do it in a weird way that's probably a bit toxic where I, where like I take my opinion or my view of the world as the number one or not the number one, but as the, like, I, I take accountability for things that I don't need to take accountability for, um, which is probably toxic, toxic, uh, uh, is that, is that a toxic masculine trait? I don't think it's a toxic, a toxic feminine trait, because I don't think that's, Accountability is not really seen as a... No, it might be. Actually, you know, that could be a toxic feminine trait of mine. Where I, I take... Or is... Or whatever it is. Feminine, masculine, fucking non-binary, whatever. It's a trait that I that I think is is uh, definitely toxic to myself and probably towards, you know, the people around me. Because I, I take the burden of... of... Uh, of whatever on myself like as if I need to make the decision for whatever and partially I'm thinking about this girl I'm, I'm talking to we we both we both message back and forth saying we need to have like a heart to heart about that shit which is like I don't know if that's absurd for for a, a relationship this young um but uh but I don't know maybe that's a good precedent I think I think it is it's like everything she says makes me more attracted to her. It's it's wild. It's so wild. But I mean I'm thinking specifically like I'm thinking of this whole fucking idea of of, uh, of where where a relationship goes and and all this shit as if as if she as if what my perception of it and my like my like uh I don't know. It's all ego. It's like... It's as if I have to solve all the problems. And here's the thing. You know what? I do need to... I really do need to become detached from my ego. Because... Because I know, like... Like, this has... Did I ever tell you the thing? Um, I, I must have mentioned this before. Where I... I, I learned that in Spanish countries, and correct me if I'm wrong if you know this, uh, if you know this to be false or not, but whatever it is, in some country, I think it's, I think in Spain, um, there's a culture where you, your family doesn't take you out to dinner, you take your family out to dinner for your birthday or for celebrations. Like if, if something good is happening, like if it's a holiday for you or a celebration for you, you take the rest of your your um the people around you the people close to you, your family your friends you take them out to dinner and you treat them to a to a good night right um or to a, a to a nice whatever and the justification for it from what i remember all those years ago when i fucking found this shit out was uh was that like you it's your birthday so you know you're it's a celebration of living another year, right? It's a celebration of, like, things and the people around you. 
um, and all that. But it's also like a way to give back to the people around you because you already have your, you already have uh, your, your blessing. Like you lived another year. Congratulations. That's your gift. Right. So like, what do you do for the people around you? Do you like, why should they, I mean, actually, you know, I, I, I already started going from, I'm going to call one second. Uh, that was the sister. She's staying over tonight because um, she's hanging out nearby with a friend or something. So what was I saying? Listen to me. I, I'm <laughs> like, you know how I just said, like, this is what I remember that the explanation for that cultural practice was. I immediately, like halfway through what I was explaining, started t- like putting my own personal fucking spin on why that's a thing. Like, well, that, you know, like why I think it's also a thing is like, it's like, uh, I mean, for me, I don't really want anything, right? I don't want, I, I like, I'm, I'm alive and I'm around people, uh, you know, who I love, who love me. Like I'm, I don't, I don't want anything. I don't need anything. Um, but who am I to like, who am I to make the decision for everyone where like, what if they want for, for self, for equally selfless reasons, right? they want to treat me to something, you know? And that's like a thought that I don't, for whatever reason, I, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to, to grapple with because I'm not, I'm not exactly used to that. Like I didn't really celebrate my birthday after I turned maybe, I don't know. It's the last birthday I remember, like, celebrating. Maybe I turned, like, seven or eight. It's probably the last birthday. I, I... And then after and after that, like, I mean, we got to dinner maybe. And not every year, but, you know, sometimes. Um, and, you know, it was all via cake because, <laughs> because all, all the older women in my family baked. So, you know, my grandma baked cakes and all that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I never, I I didn't, I didn't really celebrate birthdays. And then I found out about that cultural practice and I was like, shit, if I'm going to celebrate my birthday, I want to, I want to give back to others because I don't, I don't, like, I guess the lack of celebration kind of drained any desire for it from, from like any desire for myself, for me, but listen, that, listen, like, that could sound like a not ego thing, but I, I don't know, I, I am kind of interpreting it that way, I need to fucking shrink, yo, (laughs) I need a therapist, I need, I need to not talk to myself to try to figure out my own problems, because I, I have blind spots, um, as we all do, and I don't know how to reconcile that with, uh, with, like, my, like, it's annoying to be self-aware that you have blind spots. You know? Like, is it's a little annoying to be so 
so introspective that you have that you know you have blind spots and you can't fucking figure out exactly what those blind spots are and other people other people don't call you out on those blind spots because it seems to me like they don't they don't catch them shits either it's very rare and when it happens i am eternally grateful like when's the last time blind spot like that happened i was talking to this girl a few nights ago or a couple nights ago you hear this shit why is this so loud out there anyway i was talking to this girl a few nights ago and um and uh we ended up talking about like men and women and like perception versus reality and like you know living living in fear versus what isn't living in fear and all that and she brought up a good point to me uh like i think at the moment it caught me because i because i because i was like i had i kind of had to concede that i was like oh shit because we're talking about like danger towards men versus danger towards women like how like which group receives more danger on a daily and the statistical answer is men right but like how it reflects in reality is like uh women apparently like this and this is her point like women have there are more self-defense classes that are catered to women like hobby self-defense classes that are catered to women than there are to men i'm like really i didn't i didn't really think about that but then i i remembered oh when I was looking for Muay Thai classes, like half of the shits were, half of the websites they didn't say like, oh, this is women only, but they said in the in the about section or the FAQ or whatever, they're like, um, a lot of these classes are like women uh, dominated, like it's mostly women in a lot of these classes. I'm like, huh, that's interesting. I don't know. So I mean, when she brought that up, because she does a martial art as well, I'm like, hmm, maybe that's a, that's a thing. But that, I don't know, I don't know exactly if that changes my mind, per se, because it does go into, like, perception versus, perception versus, uh, reality, and I think, you know, the way it's perceived is it, but I don't know, I don't know, it's a whole fucking thing, but I mean, that's, like, that's, like, on some, like, fucking cultural, uh, sociopolitical thing, like, that's, that's very, that's different, when's the last time someone called me out on something about myself, I think was I think was my friend Jonan and this was months ago so I may so I gotta be miss I gotta be forgetting something that happened between then and now but I remember uh what was it I think we'd yeah it was after we did that shoot in the winter with Julianne and, uh, and, uh, fuck, what's his name? What's wrong with me? I can't remember his name. I feel like such an asshole. <laughs> anyway, these two, like, we shot with two models. A oh, Will, that's his name. So the shoot we did with uh, Julianne and Will in, in the Williamsburg studio in January or February or whatever. And two months passed and I still hadn't delivered any of the photos, um, nor had I like confirmed any, any magazine subscriptions or uh, no magazine, the magazine, uh, entries or, or like, did we get any, any submissions or anything? 
So they, um, so Jonan, like I was talking to him on the phone. No, I wasn't talking to him on the phone. I think he texted me randomly. And he was like, dude, what happened to like the other, like we were supposed to do a shoot every month, right? And, um, like a, a magazine, like an editorial shoot every month. Cause I sent him the plan for the year was to do 12 editorials, one editorial per month. And, um, and you know, a couple months had gone by and we hadn't done any other shoots like that. Right. And then, and, uh, I, you know, I told him, I'm like, I, I know I didn't, I couldn't get this out yet. Um, and I'm trying to figure out for the next couple. I, I don't, I don't know. And then he was, then he was like, uh, then he asked me about like, he hit up one of the actors that was on this on Deadweight, which mind you to this day, I still have not finished. Um, which I need, I fucking need to do, man. Uh, he hit up one of the actors asking about like, you know, how the project's going and the actor who hasn't heard anything up until that point about the project really was like, I don't know, man, I still haven't gotten anything back. So, so Joni hit me up and, and he was like, you ever heard of broken windows theory? <laughs> um, it's the idea that like, uh, where there basically where there are broken windows, there are bound to be more. Like in a like in the neighborhood, if there are broken windows, there are about to be more nearby. Um, and it's basically like where there's smoke, there's fire. You see a pattern, it, and it's like a pattern of me not finishing shit and not delivering shit. And he called me out on it, and I didn't really, I didn't really realize it. Realize that I still have that problem because I thought that problem was an old problem. I thought I, I thought that problem was done because I went a good long while making sure I got every project I did to the person within within a couple weeks right and then and then I guess it's the personal projects that I ended up fucking up with I remember this thing happened not high school but I was actually not even not even community college I think oh yeah it was when I was working at J. Crew. um I bumped into I bumped into the guy that when I was in high school we had Dream Team. I don't know if you know the Future Project, but the Future Project is a nonprofit. And they have like and they have this thing called Dream Team that they that's how they partner with schools and Dream Team they have the Dream Team coordinator and they come in and put together like a like a club like an after school or whatever, like an extracurricular club of like students who want to do like create shit and like make change within the community, within their school community and like the broader community around them. Right. And you know, that involves like arts and entertainment and, and business and all that. And then it's just like doing a bunch of shit. Like we, we did a bunch of dope stuff. Um, when I, I was in my dream team in school and we did a bunch of dope stuff. We, we started, uh, talent shows or like you know like a open mic nights we we went to these um we did, went to different events uh we did this uh, uh jeff bezos gave and gave came and gave us a, a, a like ran a workshop for like an hour for us like a few years ago what it must have been 20 it must have been summer of 2016 because it was right after i graduated i think and uh it was it was cool. I, like we went to um, 
remember he took me and I think two other students, one or two other students. We went to Jersey. We were in not Hoboken. We were deeper. We were in Newark. We went to a school in Newark and, and, uh, they let us give workshops and he told me like a few days before. So he was like, you want to do a filmmaking workshop? I'm like, fucking hell yes, sure. I'll do it. So I ran a filmmaking, like a, like a, like a three hour class on, on storytelling and the power of it and visual storytelling. And, you know, and I was, and I was talking to like a group of, and there were my peers. Like I, like, I would probably still younger than a couple people in the room because I was a senior, but I was still 17 and it was just a bunch of, so that shit was really cool. But, um, but yeah, but my, my, uh, dream team, uh, coordinator, teacher, organizer, Chris, he, he was awesome, but I bumped into him randomly when I was working at J crew, uh, because the, Future Project office was nearby. They just opened up a new office, like a like on Union Square, and and that's where I got off because the J Crew. I was at the flagship on Sixth Avenue or Fifth Avenue or whatever. So bumped into him, and he's like, "Yo, why don't you come by the office? We'll talk. You know, we'll catch up, see how things are going." And you know, I met up with him. And we shot the shit for a little bit, and I told him about all the stuff that I was trying to do. And um, he invited me to be part of this thing he was trying to do. Uh, he was trying to set up. That was like a like a like a culture con type thing, like um, like like um, primarily minority run, like a uh, uh, black black run, like a black space, like you know all the creators and coordinators were black Hispanic. And it was just a bunch of his peers. Like, I mean, one of the guys who works for, I don't know if you know, on YouTube, Colors. Uh, he's the guy who sources, like, all the uh, all the talent for, for those shows. And um, he, he, like, he had a bunch of awesome people there. A stylist, a designer, another filmmaker who was actually working as a filmmaker. And um, and he invited me to join. So I met up I, I met up when they were setting it up at a WeWork in the financial district. And we were, what we were talking about, we were talking about like, like what, because they didn't know what they wanted to be. Like they didn't know if it was going to be a culture contact thing or whatever. So we were trying to figure out what, what was going on. Like, what were we going to do? And we came up with, you know, an event, um, for, for the life of me, I can't fucking remember right now, but I, I hope I'll remember it before I end this. We, so that day we we figured all that we figured some of that shit out and then we were like and then they asked a big question of like okay who in this group I think it was about a dozen of us who in, and I was by far the youngest but I always am who in this group uh, it, thinks they can commit to this thing and I couldn't raise my hand because I had a bunch of other shit going on but I was like I I want to I want to attempt this because I like I'm. I'm always uh, I'm always on the search for like a sense of family, you know, like that for me that was grip tape for me that was J Crew for a short, for a short while while I was there, like a couple like a, like maybe, the last couple months of me being at J Crew it started to feel, there was like a sense of camaraderie that that I didn't get anywhere else, um. So I'm all I'm all, I was always looking for like a group to 
adopt as my own some kind of pseudo family right and um and i'm like fuck i want to make this work i want to try to make this work i can't i don't know if i could promise anything but i want to try to make this work so i so that night i I remember we were all leaving and one of the chicks who was definitely gonna be there because she was like part of setting everything up and all that she said yeah if you ever need anything um like if you need a change you know what? Actually, I'm I'm forgetting something. I just gotten fired from J Crew for lateness, and it was that same. The next day, I think it was that we had that that first meeting, and I remember I mentioned that. And she, at the end of the night, she was like, "If you, if you think it's time for like a some kind of change or some kind of." whatever we're here for you we want so i i wanted i fucking really 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 wanted to but i don't know what it was in me that made me not embrace it the way i i I really like i i would have loved it um because i mean it's putting together a thing is being around a bunch of creatives uh you know uh all black a little bit uh, more than a little bit older than me you know, like, I mean, they range, at the time I was 19, they ranged from, like, age 23 to, like, I don't know, 30-something. I don't know how old Chris is. He probably, he's not that, I don't think he's, I don't think he's 30 yet. But that whole group, it ranged from, it ranged from, like, that age and older, and they felt like older siblings, you know? Because I never really had, like, you know, uh, uh, black older siblings like that, you know? Or some, some anything, I never had that kind of, that kind of connection to my own race and it felt like something different so so around the time what ended up happening i ended up not i ended up going to like maybe one extra meeting but i didn't go to like any of the shit where they were actually planning it out and then eventually about a month or so before before this happened um a month or so before they had their event finalized and they were like, we have a date, we have, we have a mailing list. We're going to invite a bunch of people, all this. They hit me up to shoot the event, shoot photo and video. And I took some photos, but they weren't very good. So I think I maybe, I think I maybe delivered like 10, 15 or something like that. Or maybe, 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 maybe 20, but I, I didn't like them very much. I mean, no, I must've liked them at the time, but looking back at them, they were not very good, but but I was supposed to do some video for them. And at the time I was not confident in doing video at all. So I shot a bunch of, I shot a ton of video, but I never finished it. And a week went by, two weeks went by, three weeks went by. I tried touching it, I couldn't fucking do it. And then I ended up having to go out of town and and I was out of town for a couple of weeks and then Chris hit me up and he was pissed and, it, and rightfully so because I made a commitment and I didn't, I didn't deliver on it at all. Um, and I thought, and I thought that, you know, I was fucking kicking myself, like, and I tried, and I tried to make a change, but I couldn't, and I made an, and then it happened again, I, I was with, uh, I was with Grip Tape, and one of the new one of the new members of the board of Grip Tape, I think she was like 16, she was like 15, 16 at the time. But they all were, right? Um, 
she was running a she was trying to start up a nonprofit about like about like plant life or or not plant life it, she was trying to start up a botanical like a nonprofit based around like urban gardening like urban uh urban gardening urban planning urban farming that kind of thing so like going to schools and like turning like an area of their lot that they don't use or something into like an urban garden that kind of that kind of thing and it was super cool and um i remember so she asked me if i would shoot a uh shoot an interview of her or like shoot a little thing for her and cut it together um like a couple minute teaser or whatever for her uh for her nonprofit. i'm like yeah hell yeah let's do it but she lived in i don't know if it's delaware or or, or connecticut one of one of the two um and she came to new york for a day to do it and we sat on sat on the high line and i interviewed her and um and and you know she was hanging out for the rest of the day so you know we we parted ways because I had out the shit to do that day. But um, after that, I start on it. A week goes by. I didn't finish it. Two weeks. A month. Two months. Three months. Still hadn't finished it. And uh, and I see her again the next time Grip Tape has a weekend. And I go and she goes. And at the time, I was going through something like I was going through some kind of depression for a while I couldn't you know and uh but I tried to justify it that way I told her I'm like fuck I I I know this is annoying like see me again later without a video to give you um but it's almost done and I remember I promised her fuck this it's really it's really it's annoying to even think uh, it's annoying that's not even the right word to think about but I promised her I'd get it done I'd get it to her before the end of the year it was around November and I had other projects I was doing I was busy at the time but I was like I promised I promised her I'd get it to her at the end of the year I think the end the end of that year like that new year was going into into 2019 so where where's the fucking where it's video I don't know it's on my old computer somewhere um I still hadn't delivered to her three years later and uh and yeah and I thought for a good while I thought I like after that like every I I got every project to every person like there were a couple projects where I got I sent them the thing and they asked for revisions and I and I kind of ghosted them which was such a fucking stupid thing to do. Um, but I made sure I got every project to them and if it wasn't on time it was at least within like three weeks or within you know enough within a, a decent time frame. Decent, decent. I mean, that's all. Also, of course, it's subjective, but I. I tried doing so, and it just didn't. I 
I, I guess it wasn't it wasn't permanent because I ended up doing the same shit with my own personal projects. I don't know. Do I like? Oh, what is it? Is it? Is it? Do I? Do I not value the time of the people who I hire on for? I'm not even hire because I didn't. I don't even. I don't think I paid Julianne and and Will. I think I paid the rest of my crew. No, I didn't even pay the rest of my crew. I only paid my makeup artist um, because it was last minute, super last minute for her, and I couldn't find anyone else. But actually, it was a super last minute shoot anyway. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't pay anyone that time. But Deadweight, I did pay everyone um, at least, but I didn't pay them nearly what they're worth. They all did such a good fucking job, and here we are a year later, and it's still not, and the project's still not out. They have nothing to show for, for not even the day of work, because it, like, it was that full day we shot, and then we did another morning, a whole morning, we had to reshoot the opening scene, and then, and then a, and then, you know, the time it took them to memorize the lines and and you know whatever things they had to move around and sacrifice to be able to do to be able to work on the project like and then my friend Jonan who let us borrow his fucking car like for the morning so that we can go rent the bike and all that like that wasn't like my friend uh, Brandon coming from Jersey I mean Jonan coming from Staten Island my friend Brandon coming from Jersey um, you know like I I, that kind of shit, like, I, I, I need to, I need to fix, I really do, because I'm not even so much concerned about my own credibility anymore, it's really, it's really, I feel like I've taken something from, and then I feel like I've taken something from these people and giving them nothing in return. You know, so I don't know. I don't know what to do at this point. Um, in terms of that, like, I don't. I don't know. Do I? Like, I know. I know. I'm gonna finish Dead Weight. I did end up finishing the project with uh, uh, Julianne and Will. Um, late. I mean, not finishing, but delivering the project late. But that, yeah, but that, what was, what was the fucking point of this whole story? Broken Windows Theory, yeah. Um, I think this is the last time I had anyone call me out on, on a blind spot of mine. Like, I really, I really, for whatever reason, I was convinced I was past, I was past that shenanigan of not delivering shit and then I have things that are pending still and here I am doing a podcast at 8pm <laughs> instead of uh, instead of you know trying to trying to fix a problem but I don't know I feel I feel real stuck this is this is the most these are the most emotions that I've had to like deal with in a short period, in a 
in a while, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, it reminds you you're alive, right? At least, at least that. If anything, I'm gonna eat a cookie and have some dinner and uh, get some work done before I leave later, so. Later. <laughs>